Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Welcome to J.Ill, a production of iHeartRadio. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Hi. How are you? I hope you're so good. Oh, man, I hope you're so good. Welcome to J.Ill, the podcast. I'm here with, you know who, Laia St. Clair. Hello. Hey, hey. I don't know what I thought of Rihanna when you said that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm not mad. You know, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. Rihanna. Yeah, I mean, who yeah. don't? <laughs> I don't know them. Cage <laughs> graded dance. I'm just going to give a hello. Hi, y'all. <laughs> that is fair enough. Y'all. I don't know them. Y'all. Here is the, here's the question. I know we're being like jolly. Goofy. And that is good. That's good that we have the giggles. Yo, I had a friend who was dealing with... Uh, a terrible accident. I know this is so like the, the transition, my friends, is not good. It's all right. But that's how life is sometimes. Sometimes you're like chilling and, and just gliding along. And then something major happens and it shakes your shit up so strong that you don't know how to move forward. They were in an accident and in a car accident and someone died. From that accident. Jeez, that's big. That's like such a big thing. The loss, obviously, the loss of life. So major. And the the shame that came along with that. They didn't, you know, have to do any jail time or, you know, it was an oh. accident. Nobody was drunk. Nobody was high. Nobody, you know, um, it was... An accident, like accidents happen. 
Like how, how do you deal with the shame? That's a heavy one. How do you deal with shame? Yeah, that was pretty heavy. I don't know if I thought immediately about something like that, but that is, that's intense. That's a therapy is how you deal with that shame, sounds yeah, like. Yeah, that one, that one's pretty heavy. And the only way I can think about it is that, you know, when you have a baby and you have little kids and stuff, anything happened to your kid. That I, I, when I think about shame, I, that's, I hate to say it, that's like immediately where my head goes, is mom guilt and mom shame. And anything happens physically to your kid. Like, I even saw this on TikTok. A girl said, I raised the whole kid while I was in school, except for that one time she rolled off the bed. <laughs> and I laughed at it, but I thought her needing to say that that baby rolled off the bed, mm-hmm. like, that means that's set in the back of her mind. You know yes. what I'm saying? It's like, like the first piece of shame for most mothers, isn't it? Like, because every baby rolls is. off the bed. Every <laughs> baby rolls off the bed. Jed didn't roll off the bed, but I tried to cut his little fingernails and got a oh. little piece of finger. And oh. man, I tell oh. you, the look on his face, I can still see it. I can still see that look like you hurt me. Oh. And I certainly didn't mean to do that. But and, and even now, he's 12 years old. He like he was like, I'll, I'll cut him myself, mom. I'm like, how do you even? You was a baby. I, he was an infant. They had the little paper nails, you know, a little nothing. <laughs> I sure enough cut that baby. And I just, <laughs> I feel so bad about like it. Old puppy. Cut him like he was a puppy. He was so little. And I, I yeah. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there's nothing I could do about that. I'm like, you have to forgive me. Can you just forgive me? I think that's a part of it. I think that asking for forgiveness, you know, is a, is a part of it. Whether you're asking the person who you feel or they feel you've done, or you feel you've done wrong, because that's what it is. If you, let me, let me look at this definition here. Of a shame. painful feeling uh. arising from the consciousness of something dishonorable, improper, ridiculous, done by oneself or another. <laughs> so many of those, I got stuck in my head to what to choose. Uh. The shame of it all, the embarrassment of my, yo, my Embarrassment and shame goes back to being a child and embarrassing my father when I met his childhood friend, Michael Peters, who was the choreographer for the Beat It video and dancing on the ceiling. And I said to him as a six-year-old, when my father said that, I said, but you can't dance better than Michael Jackson. And you know, for the greater part of 15 years, my father (laughs) never let me forget that you embarrassed me in front of my best friend. (laughs) There was also the shaming story of when I was younger and I was in a museum, a black museum, and I saw a black mask and it was so dark that it scared me. And my blackity black ass mother was like, never in your life will you be scared of a black image and beat me in that museum and never let me forget that you were scared of black people in that moment. And that will never happen. (laughs) You're like, I have many, many many stories. Many, many stories. I feel like my shame Shame kind of, my, my childhood shame is is tied into mm, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Teenage sexuality. Mm. Better than white supremacy. Okay. You know, no, it wasn't white supremacy, but okay. you know, we'll get to it. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. We have time. <laughs> but you know, I, I think that I, I be thinking about certain things that I did, and I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have did that, or uh, nah. and I mean, and as much as I feel like freeing my body and self now. 
sometimes I do tap into those feelings of being a young person and, 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 and feeling like, dang, I made a stupid decision or I shouldn't have done that. And one of my big shames that I, that I dealt with as an adult, I'm finally over it. For years, I had carried a lot of shame for having not graduated from high school. I, oh, wow. I, and I got my GED. And I always used to think that, you know, I would cringe when people would say, oh, you're smart. And I would be like, ooh, no, I'm not. You don't even know. I'm actually not. And Just because of the high school sh- diploma thing. That's why you would say no. Because you ain't had your diploma. Yeah, I mean, it seems silly saying mm. it. Mm-hmm. But I'm just trying to be honest. Oh, you yeah. know, I, I had a lot of shame around it. I, most people that I knew went to college. And then as I got older, I had friends who had whole advanced degrees. I had PhDs, multiple mm. advanced degrees. So to me, it was like, I never thought about the fact that I always felt like I could intellectually talk to those people. That never occurred to me in my mind. <laughs> that wait a minute, you think you're so stupid, but these are people who you talk about things to. <laughs> you're the scarecrow. You know you're the scarecrow. You mm. are. You know what? And I'm glad you said that because the the significant part of the whiz for me mm-hmm. was when Diana Ross was sitting on the ground with Michael Jackson in that part and she opens up the top of his head mm. and she goes, garbage. Mm. He had put so much garbage, garbage in his own mind about who he was that he began to believe it. Mm-hmm. And so I identify with the scarecrow. I definitely had a lot of, um, what is that thing where you, uh, uh, imposter syndrome. You know, a lot of that feeling. I didn't belong in certain rooms and didn't belong with certain people uh, that somehow or another, why am I here? Why do mm. I get to be here? Mm-hmm. I felt that way about my talent before. I felt that way as a mother. That has been one of the biggest challenges of of my adult life is getting over the shame of feeling like I wasn't good enough. Yeah. Mm. Oh, girl. Now now you're talking about deep shame. Deep. I mean, I'm just I'm just going to put it out there. I feel like 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 you're speaking everybody's story. I think you are. Mm -hmm. Because I I heard mine in there. That is my story. Yeah. More real talk after the break. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through... It's true magic, because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. 
There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. I was just thinking about this the other day because I was like in my friend, one of my friend circles, my DC friends, a lot of them went to, you know, Morehouse and Spellman and stuff. And a lot of them got married early in life. And so I'm one of the few, I I am the only single, I think, female of, of our group. And there are some interesting shame that you have to deal with in that. But because I am now a part of this conversation on J.Ill, you know, constant deprogramming and stuff, just understanding your place in the world. But yes, fighting the shame that you have not been chose or Mm. I always fight the shame. Like y'all know that I fight the shame of like nobody asking and saying they want to spend the rest of their life with you or the shame of that. You know, I have really great parents that would make amazing grandparents, but uh, shame is a powerful drug. It's almost as powerful as a fear. So mm. it's tied to fear. It's yeah. married to fear. Yeah. Because it's like, what is it that you're afraid that people will not give you? Mm. What, what is it that you think you're not going to get and receive, you know, because of this thing or this moment in your life, this, this, this part of your existence. And I had to kind of come to terms with that part too. Mm. One of them was unfortunately like, and I've talked about my dad a lot here. I love my father so much and I want to respect him in the fact that he's no longer here in the flesh. But, you know, my dad had some complicated, you know, things Mm -hmm. about his life and may have been viewed as being a person who couldn't get their shit together to a degree. And so sometimes there were parts of me that felt like, oh, this is just part of my DNA. Mm. I was just built fucked up. Mm -mm. And I mean, and I want to take this moment and I I don't want to bum anybody out, but I want to take this moment because I know we're going to get to a different place in this conversation because all of us know better. Mm-hmm. But I want to take this moment to actually voice the truth about how deeply hurt 
and shameful I have felt in my life. Because there are some women out there who do know me from my work and know X, Y, Z, and they have a tendency to put me up on this pedestal. And I want to I wanna crack it in this moment because mm. I need people to know what I've worked on on my inside. You know what I mean? What I've had to pull through and the things I still have to subdue. Mm. That I still have to say, agent, no, 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 no. Don't listen to that bullshit. Replace it with the truth. Replace it with the truth. Replace it with the truth. And I think shame has this tendency to show up as a voice in your head. Show up as this, 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 this person that's talking to you and telling you this lie about yourself. And you have to constantly be able to tell it, sit down and shut the fuck up. But you do understand, and I must get it to you and Jill on that note, y'all, the whole cracking that pedestal thing. So what y'all don't know about this pedestal that you're on, because, you know, I, I'm a fan too, so I feel like I can speak for folks who are, you know, fan and supporters of yours, is that when you give these realities of who you really are and how hard and sometimes challenging it is to be the, the perception of what people see you to be, you do know that that puts you further up on the pedestal. Uh, <laughs> I just, I think that you should understand that you're not cracking it with that. What you're doing is lifting yourself higher because now it's like, she is, she is a whole human being and I get that. And I'm trying to understand that too. And so, yes. And so now Asia just showed, shared that with me too. And she's still, she's still, and Jill, Amazing. you too. And you are still <laughs> able to do this and make me feel this way from your art and things like that. Like, yeah, honey, you, yeah, you ain't cracking. You just put the glue mm. and that's what happened to be y'all. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I love you. Yes. I love you. What about if the, if the, the shame is something that's just a fact? You know, it's Ooh. not, it's just a um, fact. You know, like what if, when it's not a lie? When it's not something that your mind is telling you, but it's just a fact. You know, mm. um, I was born with a lipoma on my lower back. And ah, boy, I always felt like I was some kind of mutant thingy because my, my fingers don't really have bones in them. Like they're real bendy and flexible and my, my fingers and my hips are the, the same. They're just oh. very flexible. Mm, oh, shit. Mm. Now you that is not a flex. That okay, is just I the fact. You. But as a kid growing up... We, you can't say that to nasty people because... I Me too. Um, <laughs> but, but I also had, you know, this lipoma. Um, mm-hmm. A lipoma is... It's like a ball of tissue. Mm. And very early on I, people noticed it and they they called me like scoliosis you know like that was a nickname you know that kids would call me scoliosis and I just felt where somebody would say was. your your shirt is tucked in funny you know and try to fix it for me like I I still very much carry it I still very much have it you know so like I think about it I think about it every day because, you know, I feel like as a human, like I'm not, I'm literally not like anybody else, you know, like with people who are born with like six fingers or, you know, I think that's probably why I love the idiosyncrasies of people so much because I'm like, you're, you know, I guess maybe this is the way I rationalize it or that I find some level of peace with it. Because for a long time, I just didn't have peace with it. 
you know, um, I tried to get it removed once. I was about to say, because the pill popper, Dr. Pill Popper said. Yes, girl, I'm obsessed the, with that. It's not something that you could pop. It's not something that you could pop. No, she don't. No, no. Yeah, no, no. She, <laughs> she, <laughs> she removes the lipomas. Like, she's known yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm afraid of um, surgery pill because popper. I just did not have a good experience. I tried to remove it ah. once. Um, I had good health insurance when I was 25. And I, <laughs> and I had it removed. And it was not... Um, it was a very, very painful process. And in about three years, it grew right back. See? You know, so it's like... This is a case for the doctor. So but. go ahead and do this again and have it grow right back. You know, like, that is... I can't even believe I'm saying it out loud. Like, it is such a thing for me. And then I've... Because I'm always trying to make peace with the shit that's in my life, I discovered that is an erogenous zone because... I feel so shameful about it that when it is, you know, touched on. and loved on, that's a whole nother level of, of excitement and, and, you know, fluidity. <laughs> Keys, please. Keys and purse, like, please. So, so you know, I guess. Because <laughs> I have to go. I guess it's saying that, like, I've, I try to make, peace in whatever way I can with whatever is going on with me. Sometimes that means an apology and that that shit. The apology is sometimes to me, you know, like, okay, you know, don't, don't be so hard on yourself. Don't, don't beat yourself Mm -hmm. up so much. This is not something that you have done to yourself. This is something you were born with. And even, even then, like I question, like, okay, why I, I love, I, but I love God so much. And I'm like, right. okay, if you gave me this, there has to be a reason for it. I have to be strong enough to stick it out. You know yeah. what I mean? To just be cool with it. And two, like I have a lot of thoughts and I still have these thoughts at this time because just recently my sister um, mentioned it to me. And at first I was mad that she was even talking about it. But then I was like, <laughs> why am I? Look, it is what it is. She's known me damn near all my life. Like, cut it out. And then she was like, well, why don't you go to to, to get it removed? Mm. You know, and then you'll feel better. And I was like, will I? Will I? Now you're attached. <laughs> will now I you're attached, to right. her? You know, will I? But see, that's a word right there. Being attached to your wound. Mm. Attached to the thing that you're ashamed mm. of. Because attached to the thing you're ashamed of. Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, I feel like you can get used to a thing and you find a bit of identity in it, even in your coping mechanism. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, uh, well, I, I feel shame about this thing. And so that makes me fueled to do this other thing to escape it. And so that kind of made me great or made me do such and such right. and such and such. So people I, I have think a, I minimize, know, I might minimize other people's stuff because I'm like, you know, like, oh, they'll say something like, oh, I... My 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 thighs are too big, and I'm like, you don't have a lipoma, you know. <laughs> so wait, can I, can I, that's hilarious. And, and can I? I want to share that I have just. I feel like in the last five years, like women have started to shed the shame of like the fibroid world, and they're doing it because you said uh, just in the sense of your lipoma and ways to like get over the shame is by letting other women know that they have it, right? Because like literally. And, and it's funny because as much as even I posted like my fibroid stuff, 
I still get people going, oh, I didn't know. And I'm so glad that there's somebody else in this struggle and whatnot, because they're they're shamed, depending on how you feel, where your fibroids are, how they impede on your reproduction, how they impede on your period. The shame of like these heavy periods where you don't feel comfortable leaving the house, this pain that people don't understand because you got to you still got to work every day. But you're going through this pain like it's, it's, it's so much shame in that. And I just I, I, I appreciate the progress of uh, of women and sharing to make it the shame a little. So feel ultimately less what heavy. you're saying is that one of the ways you can combat shame is by like not being isolated. Yes. The isolation. Yes. And feeling like you're on your own. feeds it. Yes. Right. Because most yeah. times and, and that, and that goes back to, it's funny because it even goes back to this show, Jada ill. And what we provide for people is this conversation where you, some of these subjects, you're like, I don't know if I feel comfortable saying this. Am I the only person thinking this way? But then you listen to this show and you're like, Oh God, it just feels so good to hear that somebody else is thinking this way. So, so yeah, applying that the same thing to kind of how Jill was feeling about her lipoma and how and how women are sharing with fibroid, you know, situations. Yeah, I feel like that's, you know, we about solutions. So I'm like, yeah, less isolation, which you said in your uh, educated way, Asia. I love it. <laughs> You're I, funny. But I was, like, I, I really did not think for I really did not think that I was. And not that I didn't think I was human. I've always known I was human, but I always felt like, what what am I? I was, Girl, you know, if you watch Pimple Popper, a, you would feel your whole tribe. Okay, Girl, there's I nothing but like you've never seen this show. <laughs> nothing but homeless. Girl, your people, your people are on the internet, sis. Girl. Like I'm telling you, right? <laughs> and they have like homeless in the craziest places. And sometimes she'll tell them, it, "I might not want to cut it because it might grow back." Like everything that you're saying, That's what I'm saying. it's a <laughs> Pimple Popper. Girl, you missed it. We need to, we need to share this with you. Yes, yes. Because I'm telling you, like it, it can go away, and there's so many people who have, I mean, and they and got they them all talk, over their face, Jill. Like imagine you got one talk, on your back. Mm-hmm. And they've talked about that, how it is, how when they go out and, and they feel people are staring at them. Right over my face. mess with their, yes, they, their intimacy. It's affected their intimacy. All of this. Girl, I'm trying to tell you, listen, offline. We're going to watch Pimple Popper. Together, we. Yes. Gonna, I'm gonna find this doctor. We gonna talk to her. Doctor Lee, girl. Doctor Lee, Doctor yes. Lee. There was there were in in I think it was in high school. There was a rumor that I had a tail. <laughs> oh, mama! And I can see by the look on your face that this is deep. It yeah. is deep. Yeah, it is deep. It hurt a lot. But you didn't know you had community, man. That's all I'm saying. Like you, it, it, I just I just like the idea of that, like eliminating the isolation. Mm-hmm. You know, that's. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being a man with a very small penis? Mm. Can you imagine mm-hmm. what that feels like? Mm. You know, like carrying mm. that. There's like a shame involved with it. I mean, I, I know that I've I've yelled out, like I shouted out the big dicks in the room. You know, I've done that, and then I mm. I didn't consider micro. You know, that there's some guys in there that don't have all that. They've got mm-hmm. other stuff to offer, but they don't have that particular thing. I think we have a hard time giving men, period, a space to feel their shame and to feel their hurt. I I mean, I know we talk a lot about women here. You know, I love me some women. I love black women. Lift us up any chance that I get. But I know that the pain that men feel, because they just don't, there's no place for them to be vulnerable. Like they just, and a lot of the things, a lot of the shame that they hold, and particularly around things like sexual violence and stuff uh-huh. like that, that they've experienced it. 
they do not talk about they not only do they not report but they do not talk about it no there ain't no safe space ain't no safe space for them and even down like you said to physiological things for black from not just black men but for men period you know to small penises right. not having a cut body being being overweight oh yeah mm-hmm. body shaming for men See, we talk about body shaming and we center women a lot body in that conversation. Body shaming for queer men, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Mm. And speaking of, mm. let me tell you, the thing that made me think when we first brought this up, I had just read an essay uh, by, um, uh, you know, I follow his his handle is Son of Baldwin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I was reading his blog and he was, you know, speaking about Lil Nas X. Mm. Yeah, and we don't have to go deep into that because I know that's like deep on the internet. That's a whole other conversation. But what he did talk about was that these last few visuals that um, these last two visuals in terms of videos that Little Nas X had done that that caused so much controversy. What he talked about at the core of what is happening in these videos is the expulsion of shame. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Is that intentional? Mm-hmm. I expel the shame, the, this shame that you want me to hold for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not gonna do it. Yes. Not gonna do it. Like, think and about it, that and uh, uh, what was it? The, the slut walk? Mm-hmm. Ma'am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. like, they're. Take to, your shame. Yeah. To, to, to ex- expel it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The shame so, of it all. We had two things. Alaya is not allowing yourself to be isolated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The second one is expelling it, like not holding the shame that others want you to hold. Mm-hmm. We need one more to round it out, Aze. I don't know. I mean, it does, does it have to be three? Oh, three is a sooner. Power three, three, right? Is a, three is a sooner, <laughs> right? I think, well, yeah, yeah. Look I think us, I, I want another one. Look. <laughs> well, let's keep talking because you know that it'll come out. It'll come mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could, would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. But you mentioned the slut walk. Let's talk about that. That respectability bull crap. The the respectability crap. You know, there were women that were like, look, I do what I do. I do. I practice safe sex. I'm not harming anybody. I do what I like. Mm -hmm. Why do I have to feel like I'm lesser than because I like to get down? Why? I Mm. thought it was fair enough. At first, I didn't understand. I was like, why is it a slut walk? Why is it that? But there are women that, you know, clearly... Have decided, look, I own my body. It's mine. Uh, I thought Blanche had worked that out for everybody. Like, I love when Blanche. they gave us Blanche, you should, like, yeah, man. You know well, what? They gave yeah, us Blanche, but that's funny because I just recently met Erica Alexander, mm-hmm. who played Maxine Shaw. Yeah. On, uh, yeah. yeah. And from I Philly. thought about Maxine from Shaw Philly. Uh, from Philly, right? Maxine Shaw as a character also did that, I think. Yeah. And because she mixed together like this, um, you know, that 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 autonomy, that sexual autonomy with also being uh, I'm 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 smart. You know, I say what I want. I'm single mm-hmm. unapologetically. Yeah. Unapologetically without children. I'm not trying to be married or oh, have yeah. kids. Remember, it's and Maxine Shaw for the blacks and Samantha for the masses. Ma'am. For the masses, no, the global majority, the global majority are people of color. Samantha, Samantha for the minority. Who is Samantha? Samantha. Samantha. (laughs) Samantha for the minority. Sex in the city. Kim Cattrall, Sex in the city. Kim Cattrall, Sex in the city. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, but yes, same thing. Thank you for that. You right, Asia, though, for the map. You right. Yeah. Thanks for the correction. We just we just want to be right. Scarecrow! For the people. Amen. 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 I've just really been trying to find the good in whatever it is that if, if there's some good in it, honey, that is my gig. I guess because I was born different. Like I literally look for the good in in pretty much everybody. You know, mm. like if 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 you've got, you know, it's, it's some things that are cute, like freckles, you know, <laughs> you know, those are cute things that people like. But it's the other stuff, too. You know, like my, my eye, like, for instance, uh-huh. my kid, 
My kid was born with fused wrists. So he cannot hold his hand vertically. Okay. Yeah, in a serving kind of way. It's impossible for both of his hands. He can't do that. So I, you know, they we talked about it, the doctors and I, and they were like, well, we can break both of his wrists. Oh. First of all, as a mother, you already know when somebody's talking about harming your kid, you feel it in your, you feel it right in your vajaja. <laughs> it's right there. You feel that thing all up in your womb. That's where it happens first. You feel it first. I said, oh, I don't, I don't know about that. But then they told me that there would be very little possibility for his arms to grow the right length. And I was like, uh-uh, that ain't that ain't gonna work. You know, my the men in my family are always some six two and up. I'm like, imagine, you know, he's six two, six three, got the little arms. Like, that's not gonna be nice. That's crazy. Like and, the and person this, that's saying that's This is what I have done. And this is what I continue to do with him because, you know, he feels different too. And I remind him, son, you are literally a black man who cannot hold your hands out. You can't hold your hands out for nothing. Everything that you do, you're going to have to earn everything. Wow. And that gives me such a, like, it makes him feel proud of himself yeah. when he accomplishes things. That's kind of cool. And yes, we have to learn how to do things differently than other people. But, you know, I, that's kind of what it is. It's just trying to figure out another way to do something and find peace, you know, find peace with that. But yeah, I guess I could go see the, the popper people. And just, Dr. Lee girl. I'm just not a fan of surgery. I'm just, I'm just not. I mean, she does it in her office. It's not even. And you're awake. You're, girl, yeah, it's not even. Is made I, I I'll go scare. with you because I'm such a big fan of the show. Yeah. I don't want to. I, I don't want to be whatever, but I love the show. I watch it all the time, so I will go with you if you want me to. I will go with you. You gonna have to go to her anyway because you know you go to her. <laughs> yeah, you do. People you have fly to go, to go see her. I'm gonna think about this. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna think about this. I don't see any. I, I'm not finding any reasons not to do it, and I'm so glad that I said it out loud. Yo, do you can you imagine that what you're doing for the lymphoma community right now? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I'm gonna tell y'all this. I told I had publicly never said anything about the whole GED thing, and my girlfriend had designed a T-shirt that said, "Don't let these degrees fool you." And I loved that T-shirt, mm-hmm. but I, it obviously did not apply to me. And so I called her and I said, can you do one that says, don't let this GED fool you? Yes. And she said, she said, yeah. So she made me the shirt. Okay. She made me the shirt. Then she sent the shirt and I couldn't put it on. Mm. I could not put it on. When I got it, I was like, oh, do I want to wear this? And then finally she posted about it because another person that she had given it to, they made a post about it. And I read this woman's story and I thought, okay, Asia, you're so bugging. So mind you, I went through all of that and I put the shirt on, I posted about it, I talked about it. And do you know that to this day, that is still one of the things I got the most comments on ever? Wow. So many people came to me later and said, 
I'm so glad you said that because that's my story. And this happened to me and I did this and I didn't finish school because I was pregnant, but now I have my master's degree. And I, or I, or I went on to start a job that, you know, I've been at now for 25 years and I have seniority and I'm da, 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 da. And people who went on and told me all these amazing stories about them not getting high school diploma. So the reason why I'm saying all this is like, yes, girl, when you, when you release that shame and you talk about, what is going on with you? And, and there's so many instances of this, like you mm-hmm. said, even girl, so many that you free people, you free them. Even when Michelle was on here and she talked about her experience with how she was able to conceive her children, you know, even like Gab- Gabby Union and how she talked about her process and all of these different things that happen to us in our lives that, that we just don't want to talk about, but we freeing other people from that same kind of isolated prison talking about yep. it frees people like it really truly does that's how i feel every time i read a comment about this show like i do i do okay. people appreciate these conversations that are usually in private yeah or we would be drinking you know i think we should start i think we should start drinking today i feel like drinking i feel like Girl, I tell, <laughs> having a glass of sippity sip Today. I always have. Some. Oh, you got that? Yeah. That's that. That's that good red wine. Apothic. Apothic red. That's what that is, right? It's it's about mid grade, but we gonna we gonna leave that there. No, it's my mama <laughs> like it, so I always think if my mama like it, it's good. My mother always liked mid-grade to cheap, child. Yeah. Well, I grew up thinking my mother drank expensive wine until I got grown and I was like, oh, bless her heart. It's the holding of the glass, <laughs> darling. That's what it is. It's the holding of the glass True. that defines if it's quality or not. I think mothers always do cheap shit, make cheap shit look real classy. Yeah. Yes, I told you, do. my mother and my aunts with that Manischewitz, baby. I, I had some Manischewitz not too long ago just because I was like, what was that like? I've done that a couple of times. I had a Big Mac because I was like, you know what? When I was a kid, that was like such a big deal and such an awesome treat to have a dog on Big Mac. Girl, I, you couldn't tell me it. Southern Home wasn't the finest of wines the first oh, 20 the years box? of my life. In the box? Just a regular <laughs> Southern Home with Zippendale. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like Southern Home. You ain't got that Southern Home now? Because mama, we only drink Southern Home. I could not eat that thing at, at all. First of all, I'm just going to eat that. Listen, but that's that's the thing is that your parents, you, 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 you and it makes sense because, you know, ain't none of these people had no money. That's true. That's that's true. That's Mama why they, they ain't no, no good weed neither. That's the problem. That's then your wife, your weed ain't got no seasoning. <laughs> no, mommy, mommy, no. mommy, not you. I'm just saying, for instance, I know you know the good weed, but <laughs> seeds <laughs> burning the seats. Like, you know why it's burning in the seats because it's popping. Girl. <laughs> we ain't talking about nothing we supposed to talk about. It's, it's so much more fun than dealing with thinking about being shameful about something. Look here. Back to the smaller <laughs> penises out here. Oh. Uh, I will have you know okay. that in my top three was man okay. that was about the size of, of my thumb. Fully erect. Well, a thumb is better than a pinky. I'm just telling you. So okay. you have you have hope. You got to learn how to do things a little bit different than maybe some yeah. people on the, on the gotta porn. Grind, you got to grind a little show. closer. Yes. Listen. Yes. Because maybe maybe nobody ever told you that. We're not dealing with shame out here. Uh, you know, for all the guys out there, you know, just know that. You, you got any bad feelings, think. Jill Scott said it. The top three lovers. 
one of my top three. It was it was very. <sighs> what you guys are enjoying is that part of life where you get to and you come to where you do not give a uh, fuck. Uh, yeah. And I so I feel fuck. that that is also a key to eliminating shit. There's the three. Yes, <laughs> yes Scarecrow. There it is. Ha ha. There it is. There it what is. What was it again? No, I missed a little bit. Not I'm giving, giving a, a fuck. fuck. Damn, well, girls, that's what happened. You know, yeah. We talked about the weed earlier, so it just, you know, sometimes yes. it hit. You, and, and I'm not talking, I'm talking about when, when you say not giving a fuck, that means like there's a difference between a single fuck and zero. So right. we need to take it not at, we need to not zero fucks, but you're saying like just take it. Not, not one. You have to eliminate all of oh, zero. So zero fucks. Okay. Zero. Yeah. Zero fucks. That usually come with putting some work and time into this thing called life. But. Well, I think it also comes with with revealing to to others to, you know, get yeah. rid of the shame of a thing. That's too. true. That's true. You know, there, there was a thing in, the, in, in, in that movie, um, Eight Mile. Yeah. Where at the end when uh, mm-hmm. Eminem gives like the epic, the epic freestyle and he starts saying basically like, I'm going to tell you all of the stuff you're going to say about me that you think going to hurt me. I'm going to say it. Mm. I'm going to say it before you get to say it. So now that I've told you all the things about myself that you were going to use to shame me in this moment, now what you got? Yeah. Yeah. Can I cite the origins of that? Because I didn't see 8 Mile, but I believe he stole that from Steve Martin and Roxanne. But that's cool. You know, I'm going to say all the shit about my nose. Remember when he played Cyrano de Bergerac? Yeah. And he was like, I'm going to do all the bad things about you. Yeah, say it all. So you can't. I'm just saying. But shout out to Eminem. No, I like it. You did I like that. it. I like when a white man sample another one. Yeah, I mean, if they steal from each other, that's cool. Yeah, right, girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no credit. No credit to you. But yeah, I um, I think so. I was like, you got to not right care. You can't care about it no more. Mm-mm. And I feel like that's been a wonderful thing for me, too. It's like, I just don't, I don't care what you think. What you think is not, it's not a consequence. I'm here. I may be yes. black. I guess. <laughs> Maybe ugly. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I'm here. Yes. I'm here. Dear Lord. <laughs> Dear God, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, I love you, Whoopi. And we're Dear doing God. all right. And we're doing all right. Damn. You know what I'm saying? I think so. I do too. <laughs> I do too. I mm. can't, I can't even run. I'm kind of doing great out here in this yeah. world. Yeah. Hell yeah, girl. I got a tan. And I'm not ashamed to say it. That's the thing. You can't have no shame in saying it when you are doing good. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I, I'm I'm with these things. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Thank you so much for listening to J.L. It is both a pleasure, an honor, and a journey. We learn, we listen to each other, and we grow. That's the most beautiful part of it all. Thank you so much, everybody. Peace and love, y'all. Yeah. Hi, if you have comments on something we said in this episode, call 866-HEY-JILL. If you want to add to this conversation, that's 866-439-5455. Don't forget to tell us your name and the episode you're referring to. 
you might just hear your message on a future episode. Thank you for listening to Jill Scott Presents, J.Ill, the podcast. This podcast is hosted by Jill Scott, Laia St. Clair, and Aja Graydon Dantzler. Its executive producers are Jill Scott, Sean G., and Brian Calhoun. It's produced by Laia St. Clair and me, Eves Jeffcoat. The editing and sound design for this episode were done by Christina Loringer. Butara. That Flexi man Negro is, too. That's that is thick Kool-Aid. What you know about that Flexier Negro, Jill? What you know about that Flexier Negro? That Cordon Negro and that black bottle that all the black parents had. Girl, first oh. of all, that's pronounced question that honey y'all. You lucky I ain't just call it that Negro. I just the black bottle with the black name. $20 champagne, baby. Let's get it. Like that's, when it, that's when we was partying at my parents' house. Like, oh, we got that neighbor. Hey, going out. Boom. J.Ill is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.